This is PPE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blanky Vumbi. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me. And happy holidays, by the way. I am sounding out of sorts, as you can tell, because yes, this guy messed up and got himself a cold. And I've been avoiding making an episode for such a long time because I wanted to at least get to a better state of health before I made an episode. But the last thing I want to do is actually stay too long before making something come to life for you guys because we're almost done with this year. And 2019 has come with a lot of rewards, a lot of backlash. And for me personally, I have to say it's come with a lot of great things at the end, at the tail end of it all. So after all the uh, the bumps I had to go through in between, I'm very glad I actually make it to this particular point. And to be able to actually put this together is a big deal. I mean, for something that started in May and I'm still able to do it and still have a consistency of listenership, I'm very, very grateful for that. And I'm never really in a rush to get another episode heard because the thing I love about you guys is even when I take forever, you'll take time to actually revisit the stuff that I've done before. And when you take this time to listen to those things, it, it betters me because it just means the material doesn't have an age limit, doesn't have an age gap, and it is a great fulfillment. And for a guy who truly hopes to make a career of making audible material i am very grateful for that i'm also using this as boot camp for potentially making a, an audiobook myself so uh, bear with me if i get to a point where i am making more audio material than anything else but that's the agenda i believe it's why we do what we do and why we push ourselves as hard as we push ourselves so as a person who normally doesn't take time to take breaks i'm finally taking a, a short break in the, the first of two weeks that were given to us as a staff on holiday i have been bumming and going out with my friends and hanging out with my friends and the only reason i'm actually in, out of sorts is because i stayed out late and i wasn't very warmly dressed so i'm paying the price for not taking the time to properly take care of myself so it's Eh, maybe just finish a year with, with a bit of a cold so I can know that everything's going to be a little bit harsher when the new, the new year comes by. So I'm already taking my honey and everything here and there. So I'm slowly but surely cleansing my system of anything that needs to be taken care of. I wanted to talk about something that I did recently, which was finally binge on a couple of shows. I binged on one show known as The Witcher. I like the angle they took on that show. And as a guy who didn't really play the game, I kind of enjoyed the, the the way the character was going through different trials and tribulations here and there. So for those who haven't watched Spoiler Alert, I won't even delve as, as, as deep as you expect me to. So I won't even go that far. Re- relax. You can be here. What I'll tell you is, it's something you'd need to go watch with an open mind. Try to wrap your head around how it's supposed to play. Definitely don't watch it with kids. Uh, the, the show has Henry Cavill, who's very famous to most of us as a character who played Superman or as one of the characters in one of the Mission Impossible movies who quite frankly looked like Henry must have been boxing at some point in his life and um, he's also a character who I personally knew from uh, a show called The Tudors where they're talking about the Henry VIII story then there's another show I know him from actually it's not even a show it's a movie I know him from The Count of Monte Cristo which is a personal favorite and he played the, the kid character who um, kind of helped solve the situation where uh, the Count of Monte Cristo would not really take the life of his foe as quickly as he expected to. But then here and there, you get to learn a lot of things. I have, I have controversies about that movie, but we'll, we'll revisit that a different day. I'll give him his episode. But the one show I really want to talk about is a show where what I'm about to say is going to come off 
tremendously blasphemous, especially for guys who are like diehard fans. The Mandalorian. Now, I got into the whole Star Wars universe rather late. I never was one of those guys who were spearheading how you should actually get to know who Darth Vader, Darth Maul, and all these characters were. But I did a deep dive in 2000 and I think 10 is when I did a marathon where I actually tried to understand what the what the whole mythos of Star Wars was, and I kept on going with it. And even the movies which are considered like the most poorly reviewed or I think the second wave of the movies where you actually see the birth of Darth Vader and everything. Many people hate those movies because of how the characters portray themselves, but I was more dedicated to the story, so I can't share the, the sentimental anger that may have been carried by the guys who were actually involved in the making of the show. So, to me, the entire series up until now, maybe it's because it's a different generation altogether that I cannot really face what they're trying to do, but it is what it is. Because the last... Of which actually the last one I think is the one that premiered in Christmas of this year. The last three movies from the Star Wars franchise, I don't really think I care that much. I initially did, but it felt like it, it truly, truly wasn't for me. And I'm not one to start just shunning and throwing under the bus uh, a, a TV show or a, a series of events. It's it's not my place. It's also also kind of disrespectful for me to look at a guy's body of work and just off rip just try shoot it down the bus or shoot it down on the by the knees or take it down by the shins because somebody took the time to put this thing together and who am i to wake up and watch a few minutes of it of something that that guy probably took years to put together and start shooting it down and i haven't even taken the time to take context into it so i accept the fact that it was not for me but the mandalorian series that was clearly for me I first started hearing about it from uh, a, a group I'm actually a part of called Comfy, uh, Comics and Coffee, thanks to the guys from Nikon who came up with the group altogether. So it's like a collective of people in WhatsApp who are comic book fans and TV series fans or things that are inspired by either comic books, no, graphic novels, or even storybooks for, for that matter. And when I look at those, some of the reviews that they, they came up with, I was like, okay, you should take the time to listen to it. And they give these pseudo spoilers that would better educators and what's supposed to happen like it's like a deep dive in, in one way or another so thank you for, for them for women letting me be a part of the group all these years and away from that i was also told about it thanks to uh, bill burr's monday morning podcast because he was hinting at it because he liked how the show was playing and he talked about it in the sense of as a guy who's never a fan of star wars or the star wars franchise because he was too late to the party he through his relationship with the director of the show, he was able to be a part of the show. And after watching his performance there, he was really, really good. And I like how they used him. And let's hope this means it's a beginning of a career for a guy like Bill Burr, who is an unbeliever to be a part of the entire franchise. Because sometimes we need people who are not really, really married to ideas to actually better make the ideas come to life. And there's one thing he used to describe the show, which actually I truly, truly enjoyed. When he said it was a spaghetti western. I never understood what a spaghetti western was until I googled it yesterday. And a spaghetti western, this is the theory behind it. A spaghetti western is a show where you take a director from Italy and you give him the genre that is the western film, like the gunslinger wests, and you make those movies come to life based upon low budgets a director is not an american native and i think it was used as a critique when they say that it was about a form of mockery i think when a european came to make 
uh, a western film and it some of the most successful of the western films and, and their look and everything apparently was born from that so as a result i'm actually curious about spaghetti westerns and i hope to even watch one or two in this holiday break that i'm on and better understand the genre because i think it will best inform my storytelling because i think spaghetti westerns inspired the work of moebius in the book known as blueberry and currently my screensaver is a series of pages that i that i that i downloaded from jpeg the jpeg images that are rotating are images of westerns and how the whole gunslinger west of a man on horseback just going through an open terrain how they actually move around and when I look at that and I look at how when Bill Burr said that I got curious so I started watching The Mandalorian and also big big up to my best friend he also strongly suggested that I should watch The Mandalorian and here's the first thing I need to ask and feel free to actually hit me up and tell me if, if I'm right or wrong or if I'm on the money or if I'm completely losing the mark is there any piece of the Star Wars franchise, Lucas films, and everything that comes with it. No, let's not deny the fact that Lucas is not directly involved, but in these later productions, is there any production they're putting up that does not have an adorable character we should all care for? Is there even one? Because I get the feeling you have this one protagonist and you have, you have this antagonist, and then there's always this one cute, cuddly, even if it's not direct, narrated, directly related to the narrative there's only this one cute adorable character and i've seen that happen time and time again so when i saw this particular one i was like well, no okay Mom, i'll give you that one and in order for me to not make you uh hate me because i i did say spoiler alert so i won't even delve deep into what it is there's memes so you could probably put yourself through that i won't be the one to actually let you go into that deep hole but you should actually consider that but i will say this the executive production work of john favreau when it comes to of John Favreau, Dave, Dave Fioni, Keith, Kenneth, Colin Wilson, Colin, Colin Wilson. As you can see, I can barely read, but I just wanted to put those names out because I, I love how they did the Mandalorian, and yes, it's serialized as far as the stories go and how the characters moving around. Now, here's my blasphemous thought: the Mandalorian series took the Mandalorian character who everyone was constantly calling Mando for short, and made the perfect version of what I think the Batman should be. I know DC True Believers are already gasping right now trying to lose their heads, but just hear me out. Hear me out. When you watch it, I want you to see the practicality of the use of his gadgets, the practicality of how he moves from town to town, the practicality of how he defends his persona and his uh, alter ego the practicality they give of uh, of his ptsd and the, the, his past and the brotherhood that he believes in the practicality of every person who he takes as an ally and the people he keeps at a distance his humanity his capacity to actually better himself his capacity to fight his capacity to make it to the end game i want you to take those into consideration as you watch this show first of all that is something even I, when I said it to myself, I said, oh, I'm not going to use it as clickbait, but I, I think I'm late to the party because I do know there's a person who actually put something up online and he said, 
uh, it was a visual actually i don't know who's which YouTube, youtube channel it was but i apologize for not saying it uh because i don't remember where it was but it was a youtube clip and the youtube clip was had this thumbnail image which i never clicked on but i saw the thumbnail image the thumbnail image was the batman side by side with the mandalorian and first of all the mandalorian is a creed the mandalorian is a creed it's not a race it initially was a race but then it became a mantra that people were moving by so as i said you don't take off your mask around people for nothing because if you take off take it off in front of a living being you will not be able to wear it again so you've betrayed the creed and i think about that show and how they actually put it together and i thoroughly enjoyed watching that show it's the coolest thing ever and i firmly believe we should all take the time to watch it but i feel the practicality they gave that show is something that people who have always asked themselves how could warner brothers productions possibly make a show about the batman as a tv series and i think if they watch the mandalorian and watch how it functions maybe they may have a couple of clues here and there of how to do it because i'll tell you this the series gotham i watched one or two episodes and i, I literally just i i gave out i was i don't think shows by cw or or many other companies tied to them it are made for a person like me because i think sometimes they try too hard to make it kind of campy and when i say campy i mean my version of campy is you're trying too hard to make the love story over overshadow the agenda that's trying to be made and when i watched the mandalorian i felt there was a, a degree of care given to the episode to each and every episode that they created because that show was just it was beautiful to watch man and the visuals the backgrounds how they were used the characters how they were created the revisiting of things i've seen maybe in clone wars and even the star wars franchise and then it takes up the old school armors that probably were not even being used anymore and then bring them back and it felt like i was watching a feature film but episode and maybe it's thanks to the advances of technology in in the world of graphics and everything because if you know anything about the star wars franchise you need a great amount of uh 3D and 2D added up i mean if you can't take and push the envelope of that which is 3D animation for these films you probably would have a hard time but when you see them take only when it's necessary will they use the 3D on the show and i think that's what actually sets people apart as far as those shows are concerned so when they took the time to do that i really give props to them because i feel these great shows need that degree of tender loving care and when i saw the the use of the character and you see him actually evolve the betterment of of not only his outfit and the way he 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 judges situations and the way he moves from place to place and the way he faces his different foes this this acting was really really good and i have to give props to every single person who was involved like i said before i got to give props to bill burr for even making the show even look as good as it did and there's characters i saw in this thing that i haven't seen these characters since like i was a kid and and i didn't even the actors were still around but to see them be a part of this show was really really good and i have to say pedro pascal was an amazing mandalorian gina carano was just amazing i mean it's bad enough that she is an MMA uh, a former MMA champion it's bad enough that I love the movie she did called Haywire but to top it all off to have grace in being a warrior and still be the most attractive character in the show it, it, it's hard to even ignore that she was amazing in this particular piece and his work whoever directed this because I think every episode had a different director but if it didn't and they all had the same director it's all good in the hood but 
Gina Carano, Pedro Pascal, Carl Weathers, and oh, this guy's voice kills me. Warner Herzog. I think his name is Warner Herzog. He is the truth. And even Nick Nolte's performances. But you should take the time to watch this show. Long story short, you should take time to watch this show. The use of the franchise that is the Star Wars franchise and how they used even the different periods in history that was going through. Because I still can't pin exactly where this is because they say the Empire has fallen, I think. But I don't know in which period that this particular story of the Mandalorian is involved. But the way they could find a gem hidden right in the presence of this great vast universe it's really really cool i mean I even took a time to go for, to youtube and found a deep dive of the actual story of the mandalorians and the, and the mandor movement and everything and when i dove deep into that i'll say this that there's so much to be learned out here especially in regards to how these characters carry themselves and the victories they intend to have this is the coolest thing ever and I, I implore you to take the time to watch this show. As a guy who barely takes time to watch any series when he gets a chance to, he watches everything he could. So I've been spending a lot of evenings not sleeping as early as I should because what other time would I ever create for myself to actually watch these shows? So I encourage you to go watch that show. And I will say this, I stand by this statement. The idea of The Mandalorian in this series is what people would expect of a non-campy, Batman series and I think Warner Brothers need to tr truly revisit how they do things and how they actually break down their shows and how they break down their the portrayal of their victories and fields because this performance and as, especially because another thing I think was an advantage for the Mandalorian character was I don't think any of us who were being introduced to him for the first time were truly married to the idea of the Mandalorian and I think that's actually an advantage that they have because we have nothing to tether ourselves to it just makes sense that it's a dope show I implore you take time to go watch that show if you can also take time to go watch um, The Witcher and if you want to Join me in this deep dive I'm about to do. It's movies from the 1960s, again, which I never really got to go through them initially, outside of the French Connection that I watched uh, earlier, earlier this year when I was in the middle of making this podcast come to life. But I think the one thing I really want to really dive into and truly enjoy is spaghetti westerns. I want to see why Clint Eastwood gets this notoriety he gets for western films and why the Dirty Harry character is the first character I really get curious about where he really comes into this picture. But this is what a batman series potentially should have been and because the mandalorian character doesn't really have this weight of that which was there before it it had free reign to do whatever it wants and i think they were happy and successful as a result of that so this is one i have to say my my first episode that actually is touching on reviewing a show and reviewing a type of genre and i'll say this if they keep doing productions for television this way, I think the wave of how the quality of, of entertainment that we're going to have in the next coming years is going to be truly, truly enjoyed. So you take time to actually see if, it, if it's a cup of tea for you. And if it's not, hey, move on to the next one. I've given you two options. The Mandalorian, The Witcher. You go see those things. Let me know what you find out. Say it with me. Be Caesar or be nothing at all.
God bless. Be good. Enjoy what's left of these holidays before we go into the deep dive grizzly of 2020. Until then, oh no. <laughs>